Welcome to the Almighty's Dollar Podcast with Daniel Watts, the director of the EGM Institute. Great to be with you today and take a second look at Leviticus 27. I still think it's awesome that we're studying fundraising and giving and the book of Leviticus. (laughs) There has to be some kind of Bible nerd award out there for us. One of the most common phrases heard in Christian philanthropy today is, quote, investing in God's kingdom, unquote. Last week, we looked briefly at Leviticus 27, where God makes it clear that giving is actually an act of worship and a gift given to God. The whole idea of redemption that we looked at last week makes that crystal clear. Committing a gift to God is serious. God takes it seriously, and we should also. The entire redemption teaching in that passage is so clear. Children understand this idea of redemption. Several years ago, one of my colleagues was teaching a Sunday school class at her Hungarian Baptist church, which is actually in Romania. It was Hungarian speakers. The topic was giving to God, and she reminded the children that when we give to God that which is precious to us, we're telling God that we love him and are thankful for him. After the lesson, a little boy, about six years old, asked if he could give his tiny metal car to God as an offering. It was his favorite toy. The teacher was deeply touched by this simple, precious understanding and his willingness to act. The teacher accepted the car and they prayed together in a really beautiful moment. The next week, the boy arrived early to Sunday school and pulled my colleague aside. He asked her if God still had the car. My colleague said that indeed he did. Then the boy asked, well, would it be okay if I borrowed the car from God to play with in church today? And that is redeeming a gift, child style. (laughs) Leviticus 27 concludes with the reminder that a tithe is the Lord's. It's holy to the Lord, as it says in the New American Standard. The law had already addressed this matter earlier. And if, however, people needed to redeem the tithe or a first fruits offering, they would add a 20% penalty to the amount they had given. So what what does this have to do with, you know, today and how we give? The point we can take away from this passage is that God deals graciously with people who make a commitment and then need or even want to change it. He sets forth some strict guidelines for redemption, and he almost always requires payment of some kind of penalty. And you might be thinking that God drives a hard bargain, but this is exactly the road well-traveled in traditional fundraising. In that paradigm, the giving is about a transaction and an investment of resources in God's kingdom work. The church or ministry is counting on our keeping our commitment, and if we back out, the church budget won't get met, and the ministry project will be delayed. Hey, when you enter into a contract and then break it, there are fees and penalties on the road well-traveled. On the road less traveled, however, making the vow— And giving the offering is an act of worship to the holy and true God of the universe. And God takes our commitments seriously, and he treats our gifts as holy, and and they're set apart for his glory and his use. And when we make a vow or a commitment to God, he takes us at our word, and he highly values our giving. Like any act of worship, 
Our giving should be carefully considered, intentional, and understood to be a heart commitment. So let's avoid just throwing a gift into the offering plate and not really remembering that we're giving to God. Let's not fill out a pledge card without thinking about the seriousness of the action or without as much prayerful consideration as we see in Leviticus 27. And let's not set up our online giving and then really not even think about it much until tax season. And finally, when a building campaign's launched, let's remember that our commitment isn't to the church leadership, much less to the construction company or the contractors. It's to God himself. Our giving is to be an act of joyful worship that glorifies and pleases God. He isn't lacking funds. He doesn't need our investment. And he doesn't penalize us for breaking a financial contract with him. He does, however, want us to know how seriously he takes our commitments. And he asks that we do so as well. Thanks for joining us today. And I look forward to being with you again at this same time next week. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Our next Almighty's Dollar podcast will be the same time next week. To learn more about giving and fundraising, check out the EGM Institute website at www.egminstitute.org.